Hey, it's Amelia Ford. Let's get into the music. Today's show is brought to you in part by WCZR Code Zero Radio, your go-to for the best alternative and indie music. Find them at live.codezeroradio.com or download the free Code Zero Radio app. And now, let's get into the music. Well, hello everyone. This is Rob, and thank you for tuning in to Into the Music. Whether you're a regular listener or hearing Into the Music for the first time, please consider subscribing to the show. This helps to keep the podcast going, and you'll be sure not to miss an episode. Subscribers will get a shout-out and a chance to make an appearance on the show. Just use the link in the show information. Well, my guest today is a bluesman through and through, and in the course of his life, he has accumulated experiences both good and bad, and those experiences have shaped him into one of Northeast Wisconsin's premier blues artists. In his own words, Michael Big Dog Murphy is what you see is what you get, which means honesty in who he is as a musician and as a person. If you get to know his songs, you get to know him, and today I hope to help you to get to know both. So with that, I welcome Michael Big Dog Murphy to the show. How are you today, Michael? I'm doing all right, sir. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you so much. And I appreciate you coming on the show, taking some time out of your day and talking. Oh, I'm honored to be here. I appreciate that. Yeah, absolutely. So one thing that I've noticed over the last several months is how active you are in the local music scene, and not just with the gigging, but with your social media presence. And you're pretty diligent about how you promote yourself and how you communicate. It's really kind of incredible. What drives you to maintain such a steady presence? Uh, well, Rob, these, these days, uh, venues don't seem to promote bands like they did back in the beginning of my time when I was a uh, young cat just trying to find the stage. Uh, today, if the musicians don't provide posters and, and maintain a social media presence, they more than likely won't get a lot anywhere else. Uh, from what I've seen, the only promo that most venues do use uh, is Facebook. And uh, I'm an old guy, you know, smooth skin and tight pants that trumps chubby and wrinkles every time. So, I pretty much use everything at my disposal to promote myself in gigs and, you know, to get the word out. Sure. Now, when we were first connecting, you were pretty clear about being a WYSIWYG or what they, what you call <laughs> what you see is what you get person. How does this approach to life help you in your music and how listeners relate to your songs? Well, I guess, you know, it just boils down to honesty. I have to to stay honest with myself about who I am uh, and how I want to be perceived. But as far as, as WYSIWYG helping me, you know, with my approach to life, I'm not sure that it really does. It really all it means is I'm the same cat sitting at home on my couch um, as I am on stage. I don't throw a guitar around my neck like a cape and magically transform into someone else. I'm just me. You know, 24-7, this, I'm the same cat up there that you're going, like I said, that you're going to see on my couch. Mm-hmm. Well, you've been into music since you were a kid, uh, especially blues and gospel. Uh, you started uh, writing songs about when you were in roughly the sixth grade. 
what were some of the things that you wrote about back then and, and who influenced you to write back then? Well, my, my granny, uh, she raised me. She was a devout Southern Baptist uh, who was playing gospel music on the phonograph constantly. You remember phonographs, don't you? The little needle oh, in the arm yes. and the big old. <laughs> so as, as far as the influences, the early ones anyway, it would have to be the, the gospel music that, that she loved, you know, that's, that I listened to a lot. Uh, but what I wrote about, well, most of the male figures in my life, uh, grandfather, father, etc., were alcoholic and uh, alcohol-fueled episodes, sometimes violent. Uh, when I was a little kid, it was just the way of life. Uh, but unlike a lot of little kids, I knew this was not the norm. I knew that the people next door, they didn't go through what I was going through. And I was able to cope with that and keep it hidden, uh, which a lot of kids in that situation will do. They won't say anything about their homes. They won't even let you come over and visit. Uh, so I wrote about hope of peaceful things, and you know, the, the stars in the sky, uh, the moon that would listen to me sing to it at night, clowns that look like angels. I'm trying to think of titles of some of the old songs. And, uh, and I wrote about hiding from the monsters, you know, until the yelling was over. You know, pretty much everyday kid stuff when mm-hmm. you're in a household like that. Yeah. Now, you've been playing guitar and writing for 50-plus years, and so you've seen a number of changes in music in general over that time. What would you say is the biggest change you've seen, and what aspect or aspects of music seem to remain constant in that time? Uh, well, now I'm going to get into trouble. <laughs> the... Uh... One of the biggest changes I've seen, uh, aside from the onset and prolific uh, of of non-music music, music, and I'll leave that alone, um, is artists depending on on things like loopers and drum machines, uh, vocal harmonizers and pitch correction thingies. But none of that stuff was, was around or would have been accepted when I started out. People came to hear the artist, uh, not the artist and a mirror. Um, It's like, and here comes trouble. It's like nowadays folks feel they're just not good enough to hold the audience's attention without giving them more than just themselves. And I know they're going to say it adds to the show. Well, to me, the music is and always has been. The, the music and the voice is the show, uh, not the stuff that doubles and triples or corrects the pitch. You know, like, like take the mob. When we make a mistake on stage, we just call it jazz and keep on going. Absolutely. Um, and what has remained consistent? Uh, well, that one guy at the end of the night yelling Freebird, or that, <laughs> that one cocktail too many lady yelling Mustang Sally, they've never gone away. <laughs> They're still you know, pretty much rocking the scene. Nice. We'll talk about you playing solo in just a bit, but as a segue to that topic, I'd like to play a track from your 2022 solo album, which is called Black Two Sugars, and you got me right there because I'm a coffee addict. Um, oh, that's where it came from, too. <laughs> uh, when, I, when I started out, I was in coffee houses and listing rooms, and uh, I'd walk in and just say Black Two Sugars, so that's pretty much where that title came from. Excellent. Well, the track that we're going to play is called Bottom of the Bottle. So here's Michael Uh, Murphy. 
the bottom of the bottle to the top of his game. Loved by thousands but fell short of fame. When the lights were gone, the guitars put away. A single tear fell as he climbed down from the stage. Taking one last look, taking one last smell, he wondered, was it worth it? Only time will tell. Muscles were aching, bones in pain. To do this forever must be insane. He survived the bottle. He survived the steel. He sang one more song. Have one more meal. Heavy is the price the artist must pay to call himself such at the end of the day. Turn in his face toward the red exit sign. He searched for a memory. Tease his mind, finding nothing, no chorus, no reprieve. A lifetime to get here, a lifetime to leave. But coming to his face, a soft knowing grin, he cried every night on every stage he had been. His grin, it grew into a bigger smile. He knew he'd been playing for himself all the while. He survived the bottle, he survived the steel. Sang one more song to have one more meal. Heavy is the price the artist must pay to call himself such at the end of the day. Others heard themselves in his song. They found the ticket, they rode along. But he knew it was for him that from strings and voice those stories would pour. It was never his choice. At the road worn car, he opened the door. How many times had he been here before? Sitting down slowly to rest his old bones. Sun would be rising when he got home. He survived the bottle, he survived the steel. Sang one more song, have one more meal. Heavy is the price. The artist must pay to call himself such at the end of the day. Cool side of a pillow called his name and closed his old eyes knowing he was still in the game. No more steel, no more bottle, no more blood on the wall. His life bared on stage, reflected in his song. He survived the bottle, he survived the steel, sang one more song to have one more meal, heavy is the price.
price The artist must pay To call himself such At the end of the day To call himself such At the end of the day Ike Garumba here from the Ike Garumba Show on Code Zero Radio. Do you know you can make yourself happy just by controlling what you drag across your psyche? So stop staring at that toxic screen and just put your ears to work. Listen to the Ike Garumba Show on Code Zero Radio, live at 8 p.m. on Tuesdays on Code Zero Radio and on demand. Did you want to say anything about the song, Michael? Well, bottom of the bottle is, is uh, I'm not sure what the word you call is when you do a bio about yourself in lyric, but mm-hmm. that's kind of what that song is. It's, you know, about my life as a musician, dealing with those struggles and getting out of it. <laughs> sure. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you started playing in bands in 1971 with a band called Stone Cloud, which was a classic folk rock type group with vocal harmonies. And later you were part of an unnamed combo that didn't last too long. But then after that, it led to you starting to play solo, which you've done right up until this day. Compare your band experience back then to your solo act, and tell us what made you fall in love with playing solo. Back in the late 60s, you know, when I was really getting started and working with bands and all, uh, and then in, in the early 70s when I came, got out of the military and put my first band together, most of the bands maintained the same lineup. Uh, you didn't have a band member playing with five different bands at the same time like you do today. Or you didn't have bands that would go to a different town, bring a different member, and play under a different name. You know, today that's just not necessarily the case. Without the same cats in the band all the time, it's the continuity to the music that suffers. I mean, it may go off without a hitch, but there's going to be something missing without that same lineup and that same feeling and that same emotion from all the cats that are on stage. And solo is just me. I'm not restricted nor can, you know, confined to those. Um, they're not necessarily imaginary boundaries either, but I'm not restricted, you know, to those boundaries that a band sets forth. It's, and don't get me wrong, anybody that has ever played with me will tell you, I am not an easy cat to play with. I stretch the boundaries all the time. And these cats in the band have to be really on their toes and catch it. Um, but solo, uh, I just let the emotion and the passion that I'm feeling at that moment dictate what I do and how I play a song. It's kind of like I'm, I'm uh, let's say, painting a picture. I let the brush move freely and the words and the music be the paint. Mm-hmm. And I love that. I love that. Yeah. Now, to say that you've been around the block in life a few times would be an understatement. You've been ma- you've been married a few times, had children yeah. and grandchildren. You're a Navy vet, and I, I thank you for your service. It was an honor to serve. Thank you. You're welcome. And you've earned a couple of degrees as well. Now, you shared with me that opportunities you had to, quote, make it, unquote, in the music business were thwarted by your share of struggles with substance abuse. 
You stopped drug use for good in 2010 and stopped drinking in 2016, and I want to congratulate you on both. Um, No, thank you. Yeah. Given what you've lived through and now having 2020 hindsight, what would you say to those who find themselves in similar situations? Oh, boy. You know, when I think about stopping drug use in 2010, I was 60 years old. That's a long time, you know, to have a needle stuck in your arm uh, from, you know, from when it all started. And um, I guess first, all I can offer is that one has to be, and here comes a bumper sticker, one has to be sick and tired of being sick and tired. And desire to not be has to be followed by a willingness um, to change, you know, and it's, you don't do it for your mama. You don't do it for your daddy. You don't do it for your girlfriend. You don't do it for your pet. You do it because you know it has to be done and you're ready to go. The, the, the nuclear world, you know, the world that's right around you, the parents and the friends and all that, that don't change. We do. And second, I guess, you know, the most important thing after you make that realization that, yeah, I'm going to do this, find help. Uh, there's a crap load of agencies and people and fellowships, you know, meaning the 12-step cats out there. And unless an intervention is involved, they're not coming to you. You have to go find them. Uh, and if there's a third thing, it would just be that being clean and sober is simple. It's just not easy. Mm-hmm. So get ready. And like I said, you have to do it because you want to do it. Yep. Now, Turning a corner here, I really enjoy the sound of your Black Two Sugars album. You know, it's very stark, it's dialed back, and your voice, uh, I I like the expressiveness of your voice and how you convey your life experience. In a way, it reminds me a bit of Tom Waits. Is that fair to say? (laughs) I hear that a lot. I like Tom Waits. He's a really deep cat. Yeah. When you were preparing to record the album, were you writing deliberately for the project or was the collection of songs on it an accumulation of your best pieces from over time? We'll be right back after this short break. Did you know that you can change what you taste by what you hear? How can you use sound to make a deeper connection with your clients? Can we be healed with sound? Sound influences people in their buying decisions and their daily lives. In the podcast audio branding, I explore all of this, both with my own observations as a voice actor of over 15 years and by interviewing knowledgeable professionals in the field of advertising, marketing, music, and science. To have a listen for yourself, visit audiobrandingpodcast.com. Well, I'm right all the time. Even, even you know, today I was working on something that I've been working on for a couple of months. I pulled it up and started rewriting it again. Um, but a couple of those songs that are on that last project, they were they were written in the 60s. And a couple were written a couple of months before I recorded them. So I guess I would have to, to say it's an accumulation of, of the music. I don't know if it's necessarily the best pieces. I've been telling people for years, you know, say like regarding the mob, we need to find a lead player. And they all laugh and say, no, we don't, you know, but because uh, that's what I do. I play lead and, and sing. Uh, let's say I try to play lead and sing. 
But uh, getting back to the Black Two Sugars project, it it was definitely pulling songs that I've written out, examining them and and, uh, redoing them for that project. Yeah, it's an incredible project, and I would really encourage everybody listening to take a listen to it. I don't think you're going to be disappointed at all. Now, you not only play solo, but you also have a band that you referred to earlier, The Mob. Tell us a bit about these guys. Right. The Mob, that stands for Men of Blues, and it used to be called Men of Blues and uh, uh, until I heard a, a, a radio guy re- referred to us as the MOB, so I took the periods out, and then we became The Mob. These cats have been around a while. Russell Allen, we call him the Corn King. Uh, he's the uh, guy who owns Allen Farms, grows the best sweet corn in the state. Um, and Joe Weichel on bass. Uh, well, R- Corn King is my drummer. Joe Weichel on bass. Joe's new. He's done one, two, three gigs with us, and he's doing awesome. Um, Joe's like me. He doesn't read music. He just figures out what he needs to do and does it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we're all passionate about the music and, the, and especially those two that they both are. Um, and, and to us, you know, money's cool. And like everybody else, we need a dime or two every now and then, but that's not why we do what we do. Um, and they both have the same philosophy as the title of my second CD, which was no bar too far. We'll play anywhere we can. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't matter to us. We'll just go play. It's it, the music's what's important, and the fact that's how we. Well, I'm, I can't speak for those guys, but that's how I connect with the world. Sit down and you know, and and play, and just let them know who I am, and uh, here's what we got to say. Sure. But that's just pretty much how how I maintain uh, my footprint in the world is just uh, through the music. Right. Now, like we talked about previously, you have an incredibly consistent gigging schedule with both your solo act and with the mob. Do you find playing, you know, either solo or with the band just as satisfying one way or the other? Um, yeah, yeah, actually, yeah, the, the, the both ways are satisfying in different ways. The mob, because we all get a chance to find each other during the night. And that's when the magic happens. Uh, back in the day, that finding each other was known as as uh, the zone, so to speak, and probably still is. Um, and playing solo offers me the same thing, but it's one-on-one. I'll close my eyes, and if I have trouble finding my way back, <laughs> I just open my eyes and see the people, and here I am. The mob brings me back. If I get lost, you know, playing lead or, or zoned out, and they're and, – uh, they're sitting there repeating the same phrase over and over. They'll let me know, hey, it's time to come home. And, uh, you know, I, I'll zip back into the real world, and here we go. Sure. But, yeah, they're both they're both just as satisfying to me. But... Yeah, just in different ways. Yep. yep. So I want to go back to the Black Two Sugars album again and spin another track from that. And this next track has more of a folk vibe to it. And it's called "If I Look Old." Uh, you want to tell us a little bit about it? Yeah, one morning a year or so ago, I guess maybe two years ago, I um, was standing in the bathroom looking in the mirror, and I, I, I said, "Man, what happened to me?" And uh, you know, hair was coming out, and my, it was all white, and 
my face was saggy from the, you know, losing so much weight in it. And I just pretty much right there looking in that mirror started writing that song called If I Look Gold. Uh, and uh, <laughs> that's where it came from because of a revelation I had looking in the mirror. <laughs> Sounds good. Well, folks, here's Michael Big Dog Murphy with If I Look Old. If I look old, it's because I am Left my youth somewhere by the way If I move slow, please just walk around And know I'm enjoying the day If my hair is white and nearly gone And my body scarred deeply by life Know there was a time when my hair was long and brown And my body survive Yeah, them years roll on Till those days are gone When you could run Till the sun went down When that sun finally sets Pray your memories aren't regrets Getting old will be cold If you let them hang around some say I live my life like a runaway train Somewhere along the way I jumped the tracks And every car was a dream And they pushed me along Filled dreams turned to regrets Game turned the clock back If I'm unsteady on my feet Sit me down someplace and put a guitar Gently in my hand Turn the lights down low Let this old man sing you a song And if you like it Drop a coin in my can Oh, them years roll on Till those days are gone When you could run Till that sun went down When that sun finally sets your memories aren't regrets Getting old will be cold If you let them hang around So if I look old It's because I am I left my youth somewhere by the way If I move slow Please just walk around And know I'm If I look old, it's because I am I left my youth somewhere by the way If I move slow, please just walk around And know I'm enjoying the day Yeah, know I'm enjoying the day Well, Michael, given the course of your career, I mean, 50 plus years, you've heard a lot, you've seen a lot. 
with the young folks coming up in the music scene these days, what do you want to convey to them about just playing music, about just conveying the joy of playing music? Well, play from your heart. You know, that's the that's the easiest thing I can think of to say. It's and the most important music. I think I said this, and somebody quoted me on it. Uh, it's what music is what feelings sound like, and as long as you remember that and you feel what you play, uh, and you do it from your heart and you give it everything you got, you're going to feel a lot better about what you do, and the people listening will love you that much more for it. Great stuff. Well, I think it's time to wrap this one up. But before we do, how can folks find you online, get your gigging schedule, and buy or stream your music? Uh, the easiest way to find the schedule is to go on the website, which is pretty simple, www.bigdogmurphy.com. Uh, and they can also find the schedule on the events section of my Facebook music page, and the music page is just called Big Dog's Music Page, you know, in the Facebook stream. Uh, as far as finding the music, um, Spotify, iTunes, Amazon, YouTube, uh, I'm on all of them, and some I've never heard of. I'm on, <laughs> uh, like, Distro Kid, whatever that is. But anyhow, it's uh, – no, not Distro Kid, Deezer. I don't know what that is. <laughs> but but uh, it's it's one of those streaming things that uh, that uh, I ended up on. So uh, yeah, all those places. Uh, again, the website's just www.bigdogwerfy.com, and that's probably the easiest way. Just look on the shows page. I, I my wife makes me keep it updated all the time, and if I don't, I hear about it. So it's pretty current. Excellent. Sounds good. Well, before we go, and I'm sure a number of our listeners are probably wondering this, so I'm just going to ask this before we uh, sign off. Tell us how you got the big dog moniker. <laughs> well, I used to weigh over 300 pounds, and uh, it they, people was calling me big dog, and it just stuck. And this has been that way for, oh, geez, 35, 40 years now. I'm still known as the big dog, even though I don't weigh over 300 pounds anymore. But uh, uh, it just it just stuck. Sounds good. Well, Michael, it has been great talking with you and getting to know you. And I'm really looking forward to getting out and catching one of your gigs soon. Heck, I want to get two of your gigs in, you know, both solo and with the mob. And uh, right. Yep. Really looking forward to it. I've I've really enjoyed your music, so it's time to catch you live. Well, it's been a pleasure, Rob. Thanks for the opportunity to let your cats find out a little bit about me. Well, thank you, and I appreciate the time and, and the insight, and blessings to you, my friend. Blessings to you too, sir. Thank you very much. Well, my guest today has been bluesman Michael Big Dog Murphy. If you're in the area, make sure to check out one of his gigs, whether he's playing solo or with the mob. Join me next time when drummer Mike Underwood makes his Into the Music debut. Mike is an insanely great drummer who brings the goods every time he gets behind the kit. Thank you for listening, and please share Into the Music with your friends and on your socials. We really appreciate it when you give the show that signal boost. So long for now, and see you next time we get into the music.
Thank you for joining us on this episode of Into the Music. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and Odyssey.com. Drop us a line on our socials or email us at intothemusic at newprojectx.com. To support Into the Music, go to buymeacoffee.com slash intothemusic. Your support keeps the show going and is always greatly appreciated. This show is copyright 2024 Project X Productions. Join us next time we get into the music. God bless and take care, everybody.